Song of Songs, chapter 4, verses 12 to 15. You are a garden locked up, my sister, my bride. You are a spring enclosed, a sealed fountain. Your plants are an orchard of pomegranates with choice fruits, with henna and nard, nard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon, with every kind of incense tree, with myrrh and aloes and all the finest spices. You are a garden fountain, a well of flowing water streaming down from Lebanon. Okay, so um, I put a f- in the in the book signpost. I put a few passages from Song of Songs. Um, that was sort of my call, but really, what I am uh, interested in here is I'm going to use a word I hardly ever use, but I sort of know it: fecundity, a fullness, what is that a mean? ripeness, a completeness. Mm. Oh, uh, you know, just envision the colors that go along with these uh, these spices and all of the, mm. the myrrh and the incense tree. You're you're suffused with environment that is filled with sweet things, filled filled with goodness, and above that, it's filled with love. So, so uh, um, a Song of Songs is a love story, a lo- love <coughs> love uh, passage. And it's it's the love of God, though. I mean, it it, mm. it overcomes all of the deficits in life, and in a way, what you're seeing here is this is what the Garden of Eden was like. There, there, there was it, it was mm. an environment that was just filled with goodness and beauty, and uh, I just wanted to sort of get that across because the world we live in has has vestiges of that. The completeness of it is not really available to us because the world has been changed when we left Eden uh, to make our way uh, however we could in this other world. But it's not to say the world is not glorious, beautiful, mysterious, unbelievable. Uh, but what's described here in in uh, Shakespeare must have read this many times because mm-hmm. it has Shakespearean qualities about it. Uh, it just precedes Shakespeare. Uh, and it's just, uh, I, I think it's good to know that things like this are in the Bible because it reminds us mm-hmm. of Edenic dreams. That fullness, that richness, that complete beauty. Um, it's reminded me of, you know, what Jesus called life abundant. Yes. And what's the word you used? Um, fecundity. Fecundity, yeah. That's um, it's reminding me of life abundant, but it's also reminding me of shalom. You know, when you're in a, uh, where my mind goes when I hear the word shalom is kind of to a similar place. It's to a, like a household where there's love. There's the atmosphere of love where everyone knows they're accepted for who they are. Um there's just a reciprocal shared relational harmonious love in the atmosphere and there's something beautiful and full and garden-like about that and it's it's just there's a there's a dutch word that's coming to mind you you brought up a word i hadn't really heard before here's probably one you haven't heard before the dutch word is chaselig chaselig and uh it's like what we're describing here there's not I don't know if there's a good English word for it, but it's just that fullness, that beauty of love. 
um, described for us here in Song of Songs within a marriage. And that just hearkens my heart to the way Christ, our groom, feels about us. And when we are basking in and living in his love, then we have shalom, we have chaselech, we have all that we need. Yes, uh, so my last sentence in what I wrote about this goes along with what you just said. Love is a garden where peace, joy, and intimacy exist. We may have lost our place in the original garden long ago, but that does not mean that we have lost the longing to return. Mm 